slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. We have got a lot to talk about. We will be previewing game three. We'll talk about some of the little things that the Islanders do so well and some of the players that are vital to the team's success. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week at tonight, Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. So much to talk about on today's show. We're going to look at a couple of Islanders players who, you know, may be going under the radar a little bit, but are a huge part of the team's success. We'll talk about some of the tweaks that the Islanders need to make in this game. Three that's coming up and what it's going to be like at the Nassau Coliseum. A critical game, game three, Always, uh, when a series is tied, uh, that next game really does sort of uh, make a big difference. And if the Islanders can take that 2-1 to series lead, they will be in the driver's seat uh, heading the rest of the way in this series. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, like, uh, you know, Mike from Manhasset, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and I'm live tweeting during every Islanders game, so always good to interact with fans, and I offer my instant insight and analysis as the game progresses. Wow. Uh, Still sort of soaking in that wonderful moment, that big win for the Islanders in Game 2, and Casey Sezikis getting that uh, game-winning goal in the extra session, and You know, let's talk a little bit about some of the unsung Islanders who really, you know, don't make a lot of headlines, but really do make a big difference as to the team's success. And we're going to look at uh, a few of them. We're going to start with the the defense duo of Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak. And, you know, Islander fans... The, the people who watch this team game in and game out, they're always aware, hey, uh, these two guys are fantastic and they are important to the team's success. But on the national stage, because they don't score a lot of goals or make highlight reel plays, 
you ask the average hockey fan who, you know, Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick are, and they're not going to know unless they're Islander fans or, or very, very, uh, you know, big fans who pay close attention to everything. And yet these guys, what do they do game in and game out? Well, Pellick and Pulak go up predominantly against the opposition's top scoring players. They help kill penalties as well. And, you know, the way the Islanders play hockey, the most important thing that this team does defensively is you keep the opposition away from the high traffic areas. You may give them, you know, plenty of shots, but not a lot of quality chances and neutralizing the opposition's top players. In round one, we saw Sidney Crosby really only have an impact in a couple of games, and coincidentally, it was the games the Penguins won. Uh, Pelik and Pulak go a long way. They are big keys in the neutralization of the opposition's top players. And yet, you know, let's look at how important these guys are. I'm going to give you a statistic. The Islanders so far have won five playoff games. They've lost three. In the Islanders' five playoff wins, Ryan Pulak is a plus six. In the Islanders' three playoff losses, he is a minus four. Adam Pellick, a plus three in the Islanders' five playoff wins. In the three playoff losses, he is also a minus four. Now, one of the things this tells me is if Pellick and Pulak are effective when they're out there on the ice, when when they are doing their job, it makes a big difference to the Islanders whether or not they're going to be successful or whether they're going to struggle. And, you know, they're not going to show up on the score sheet every game as far as goals and assists go, but you look at hits, you look at block shots, you look at the number of opportunities, quality scoring chances that these two guys allow the opposition, and, you know, if you watch them game in and game out, you know how important Pellick and Pulak are to the success of this year's New York Islanders. So, uh, can't overlook them. The other guy I wanted to, to break down a little bit, who I think it is vital for the Islanders uh, to get good play from, and who makes a big difference, is Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And Pajot, again, not always going to show up on the score sheet. Not going to be the, uh, you know, 35, 30, 35 goal kind of a guy. He plays on the third line. And yet, what makes him so very vital to this team? Well, first of all, he is big in the faceoff circle. Okay? Winning faceoffs, especially in the playoffs, is huge. Pajot kills penalties, which is critical. Pajot scores. The timely goal, which is important. Now, we talked about Pelik and Pulak and their statistics in the playoffs. Try this one for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Jean-Gabriel Pajot has at least one point in each of the Islanders' five playoff wins. He has two goals, 
and seven assists so far for the Islanders. All of them coming in the five Islander wins. In the three Islander losses, he has no goals and no assists. In the winning games for the Islanders, right now, he is a plus seven. In the losing games, he is a minus one. When Jean-Gabriel Pajot is engaged and contributing offensively, it makes a big difference for this team. And when he struggles offensively and struggles in the face-off circle and to kill penalties, this team feels the loss of his contributions. And these numbers just back it up. These guys are vital to the Islanders' success. We've got a lot more to discuss. We'll talk a little bit more about Game 3, which is coming up. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. It is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and free to use. You could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, and it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share your own experiences on the app. And look, I'm hosting rooms every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Locked On Islanders chat. Please join me, uh, and we always have fun discussing Islanders hockey and whatever else may be on your mind. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live, and we'll be talking live tonight and every Wednesday unless the Islanders have a game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So join us with your spiciest takes. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? And boy, those are good and they go fast. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And well, here are some of the flavors. Coconut, almond, cherry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There really is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you could also get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine permanent flavors in your order. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. So not only are Built Bar the best tasting protein bar, but they're healthy too. Right now, head to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One other thing I definitely wanted to do on this show, and we talked about it uh, a few times late in the regular season. We talked about uh, Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac, and yes, they were disappointing during the regular season. They did not make the impact that the Islanders were hoping that they would make, and it didn't seem like they were fitting in, and and that they had sort of the, you know, uh, the, the comfort level that you would like to see them have with their new teammates. Well, 
this is now no longer an issue. And I said before the playoffs started that if they do well in the playoffs, that everyone will forget how mediocre their regular season was. And I think in the postseason, what we have seen from Palmieri is raising his game to the next level. Again, right now, Palmieri, four goals and one assist all of the time when Palmieri has scored, the Islanders have won the game. One of his goals, of course, was a game winner. That was back in game one against Pittsburgh. But Palmieri suddenly looks more comfortable. He's making the right plays. And I, I think that overall, uh, it, it makes a big difference for the Islanders. And, you know, you you just like to see that when it counts the most, Palmieri, and yes, Zajac, when he has played in the playoffs, and it hasn't been a lot, uh, were able to do their job and do it well. Uh, and that's what really matters. So if the Islanders can continue to go on a lengthy playoff run, part of the reason is going to be the continued production from Kyle Palmieri, and as long as he stays in the lineup, Travis Zajac. Now, Oliver Wallstrom did skate with the Islanders in practice on uh, Tuesday. His status, he remains, according to Barry Trotz, day-to-day, and his status for Thursday's Game 3 at the Coliseum up in the air. So, you know, based on the way I kind of read Barry Trotz and what he tends to do, he always likes to have those veteran guys out there rather than younger guys, guys he knows he can rely on, especially now in the playoffs. My guess is they may hold Wallstrom out of Game 3, give him a little extra time to heal, and then probably get him back in the lineup for Game 4. Again, just a hunch, reading the tea leaves, as they say, but officially, Wallstrom remaining day-to-day, and the Islanders hoping that he can uh, get back into the lineup soon. Meanwhile, Casey Sezikis got the game-winning goal in that playoff game the, the last night, the, uh, the win in Game 2 that evened up the series. And I love what Barry Trotz said about Casey Sezikis. He hadn't scored a playoff goal since 2015. And... First of all, Sezikis says, it's been a real long time. You're just trying to do the right things in overtime. Be in the right spots, and I was lucky. The puck popped into the middle there and gave me the opportunity. But here, to me, is a more telling thing, and it comes from Barry Trotz. There's no one that has bigger character and is more loved than Casey. He gives you everything he's got shift in and shift out. He's a total team guy, a great teammate, and for him to score a big goal like that, when he came in, our room exploded with guys hugging him and all that when he did the post-game interviews. So, great to see Casey Sezikis come up big. And, you know, you want to talk about a player who really has that effect on the Islanders, who maybe doesn't get a lot of attention, 
again, from the national media, maybe a little bit because he's part of the identity line or, you know, also known as the best fourth line in hockey. And, you know, that's going to get him some attention. But overall, Casey Sezekis is just one of those guys that does the little things right and it makes a big difference for his team. And one area, you know, we talk about the penalty kill and the four check and the grit of that fourth line and and how effective they are. But one area that Casey Sezekis excels at is in the faceoff circle. And we've talked about how vital it is to win faceoffs, especially in the playoffs. Take a look at this for Casey Sezekis. The Islanders have played eight playoff games so far. In seven of those eight games, Casey Zizekas has won more face-offs than he's lost. And only in one did he lose. And guess what? In Out of those seven games where he has been, you know, a plus in the face-off circle, he has topped 60% or better in five of those seven. That's vital. You get possession of the puck get to start, you know, to whether it's in your own zone so you could clear the puck out or in the offensive zone so you could create a scoring chance. It is vital, especially in the playoffs, to get possession of the puck. And by winning faceoffs and winning them consistently, Casey Sezekis adds to his value to the New York Islanders in this playoff year. He is the kind of guy who every team wants on their team. And I'll tell you, it, it, it was great to see a hardworking, dedicated player like Casey Sezekis get rewarded by having that big moment where he had the overtime goal on a breakaway and won the game for the New York Islanders. So uh, congratulations to Zeke and at the great job he did, and hopefully he will be able to keep it up uh, for the rest of the playoffs as the Islanders continue to battle. We have got more to talk about on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll take a little look ahead to Game 3 and talk about some of the important facets of that game uh, as we get ready for that pivotal third game of the series at the Nassau Coliseum. Still to come on today's episode. Islander fans, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. You could also place wagers on the Belmont Stakes, which is coming up this weekend, right near the Islanders' future home, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, baseball, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, 
But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion worth of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this is a very happy 56th birthday to former Islanders center Adam Creighton. Creighton originally drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the first round, 11th overall back in 1983. He had three great seasons with the Ottawa 67s in junior, made his debut in 1983-84 with the Sabres, and then headed over to the Chicago Blackhawks in 1988-89. Early in the 91-92 season, that's when Creighton became a New York Islander. He played 66 games for the Isles, scoring 15 goals and 24 points while toiling at 102 penalty minutes. We're going to look back at one of Creighton's better games as an Islander, and he was a good two-way winger. It is November 4th. 1991 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Islanders taking on the Boston Bruins of all teams. Andy Moog was in goal for the Bruins. Glenn Healy, the netminder for the Islanders, and the Islanders scored first. Steve Thomas, his fourth from Derek King and Uwe Krupp at 325, and then three minutes later, Thomas scoring again from Pierre Turgeon and Derek King. It was 2-0 Islanders before you could even blink. Three and a half minutes later, Benoit Hogue makes it 3-0 in favor of the home team. His fourth of the year, Dave McIlwain with the assist at 10:09, 3-0 Isles. The Bruins get closer. Stefan Quintal, his third from Brent Ashton and Craig Janney at 12:28, made it 3-1. But the Islanders get on the power play and they answer. Jeff Lazaro off for tripping. And who else but Pierre Turgeon gets the power play goal. His fourth, Steve Thomas and Tom Curvers with the helpers. And the Islanders led 4-1 to one after the first period. In the second period, Boston's power play gets them back into the game. A goal by Bob Carpenter from Craig Janney and Glenn Wesley. Just a minute 21 into the period. And then Vladimir Rzyska, his fifth from Stefan Leach and Andy Brickley. And suddenly, the Islanders' lead is reduced to 4-3. to three. But Adam Creighton steps up. Our Islanders' birthday of the day pots his 10th of the year. Rich Pilon and Pat Flatley with the helpers. After two periods, it was 5-3 to three Islanders. Pierre Turgeon scores again early in the third. Brent Ashton answers on the power play for the Bruins. But the Islanders skate away with a 6-4 to four win in this game. And... Uh, the game-winning goal belonging to our Islanders' birthday of the day. 
And uh, congratulations and happy birthday, of course, to Adam Creighton. He was a plus one in this game and led the Islanders with four shots on goal. Glenn Healy, 25 saves to earn the win. Islanders, again, beating the Bruins on this game back on November 4th, 1991, by a score of 6-4. to four. And again, we wish Adam Creighton a very happy 56th birthday and many, many happy more. So that is the good news. Now, I am going to say this. I am so looking forward, so looking forward to what the Nassau Coliseum is going to be like when it is either full or very, very close to full. And look, it's great to have fans back in the stands. It is great that for at least a few more games, and hopefully more than that, we're going to have a loud, boisterous crowd at the old barn to rock that place one more time, to tailgate one more time, and to enjoy Islanders hockey one last time at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. I just can't wait because, look, I've been going to Islander games since their very first season. The very first uh, game I went to as a young kid was the last home game of the Islanders' first season at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, the game was back in 1973, and it, it was the Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres. But at the end of the day, uh, the Nassau Coliseum deserves a proper send-off, and you can only get that with a full house where the noise is just coming down off the roof, where the fans are tailgating and sharing the moment. And that's the way the old barn will always be remembered by Islander fans, and that's the way it really should go out. So I am looking forward to it. The electricity, the intensity, there is nothing, nothing quite like a game at the Coliseum, and I'm glad. And, and it will help the Islanders, without a doubt because it creates an atmosphere, makes it tougher for the opposition. And, you know, they've done psychological studies. One of the ways that home ice advantage or home field advantage or home court advantage, one of the reasons it exists is because not on a conscious level, but when the fans are yelling and screaming, the referee doesn't want to make them angry, uh, even on a subconscious level. So having a full house at this game I think will mean a lot. And then obviously having the last change will be important for the Islanders to make sure that they get the matchups they want, especially against the perfection line where you want Pelican Pulak out there or you want Pajot's line out there or, or the identity line out there. Barry Trotz, very good at those matchups. And I think we will see more of that to the Islanders advantage, uh, coming up on Thursday. Don't forget tonight, uh, we have our locker room weekly Islanders chat, Locked on Islanders chat. Join me at 8.30 on the Locker Room app. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us on today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of Game 3, and all the latest Islanders news will update the uh, injury situation of Oliver Wallstrom and a lot more. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, 
Let's go Islanders!